Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. And we're back. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're here. We're live once again. Day after show, Goosemas Night 2. It was a fun night last night. It was... It's very, very, very good show. Uh, just, just Neil and I from the AAT crew today. Um, we've got a very exciting guest coming on in a minute, uh, Mr. Haps in Co. himself. Um, so, very, very exciting episode today. I did realize that on yesterday, on yesterday's episode, I didn't mention the fact that these are our first streams uh, since joining the Osiris Media family, which is very exciting. Um, so, if you guys didn't know that, we uh, always almost there is now part of uh, Osiris Media, which is very exciting. Um, we're looking forward to a long and fruitful uh, partnership, uh, if you will. Yes. That's right. It's you're going uh, yeah. to do the, mush- gonna do the mushroom thing? I'm, I'm going to do the mushroom do, thing. We want to talk about the, the show. Thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll talk about the show. So today's right. episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show Live, is sponsored by Verzio Wellness. Verzio Functional Mushrooms are here to help right now, whether you are gearing up for a show, going to sleep afterwards, or recovering and restoring the day after. Using varieties like Lion's Mane, Chaga, Reishi, and more, Verzio concentrates the health benefits from these potent fruiting bodies into a supplement with a variety of applications. I take their Lion's Mane focus every morning and really enjoy the boost it gives me throughout the day. Order your Verzio today with code STORMSOUND15, which gives you 15% off your order, and it ships anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. So, without further ado, some, uh, yeah, no, wait. I just want to say I could I could use some recovery and restoration. This is, you know, it's a night two of a three night nights. run. Yeah, yeah, and it's this is this is day three, you know, before the three night ends or three night run ends. And uh, yeah, man, I'm really really tired. I'm very. Tired. I'm 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 also tired, um, but I'm excited for tonight. But let let's let's bring let's bring Haps in. Yep. Let's talk about the show. Hello, Mr. Haps. What's up, y'all? How are we doing? Fantastic. Hey, Very excited that you're Good on to today. You. How are you? It's been a while. You know, as a teacher, I did remote learning for a little while, so I have to remember to, like, look at the camera right there, like, <laughs> talking to my students again, so it feels good to be back on the old webcams again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. How, are you, how are you boys doing? You're looking good. Thank you. We're fantastic. Yeah. Um, as yeah. I was hearing Neil say, we're, uh, you know, after two nights, night three of three, so... We're going. Some of us did a Revlo too, so it's been yeah five nights in a row. Yeah, I night team, night five. I couldn't do that with exam. We couldn't make that, but uh, other than that, we did. Uh, me and Haps Junior got to get up to the the Beaver Creek show, um, and then Boulder was was a phenomenal show as well. So yeah, nice. I got five out of six going tonight with all you with you guys as well. So uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be yeah, fun man. tonight. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. You know, we'll we'll talk about our predictions for tonight. Uh, in a little while, but let's talk about the show. You know, we kind of talked about, Neil and I talked about our experience getting into the show yesterday. You know, we got our same spot. You know, you were living the sweet life 
you know, we talked to we talked to Brian about that yesterday. But w- what's your take on you know your sweet experience? Uh, you know, I love everyone. You know, I don't want to hate on anyone that had to be down there in the pit. Um, but you know, we had couches, we had refrigerators. It was ice up there. A lot of dancing room, great sight lines. Uh, it was good. It was, can't lie, sweet life uh, it was good to me. It's going to be tough to be uh, with the masses tonight. Uh, elbow to elbow dancing, but I'm looking forward to it. Can't lie, it was fun. It was fun up there. Did you order great. mozzarella sticks maybe? Uh, <laughs> no, but I, no. Uh, I, I, I peeked over with uh, Chop over in his suite and uh, separate first night, and there were some sticks on the table. And he <laughs> offered one, and uh, I couldn't refuse. I went for one. They were good. Nice. Sweet life with nice. mozzarella stick. That's, that's good, a pretty good, good way of doing a show. Yeah. Just so jealous of everybody that got a chance to do that. I, I mean, I almost sold one of my tickets just so I could buy another one to get that wristband and go up there. But yeah, and you know, people were you could sweet hop up there. Once you had the wristband, it did, they didn't care what suite you went into. So we were, mm-hmm. you know, over in 220 with Chop and a bunch of people over there, and then you know, kind of bounced around, found our way over to 202 first night and i don't know if, if this was mentioned yesterday apologies for not listening yesterday but i'll make sure that's uh, in the docs and I'll, I'll hear it but um we ended up over in 202 first night and there was six of us in a suite that held like 32 and we were directly right across from the uh kind of catty corner looking right at the stage from the back and it was beautiful and so yeah we sweet hop can't lie sweet sweet life is good sweet life is good sweet life yeah. is good i mean yeah Things were good down in the bowl. I, I mean, I really we enjoyed were, our spot. I mean, last we, night was really fun. Yes. Um, yeah. Saw a lot of people, gave out about three dozen hugs. Saw That's some it? really good folks. Um, I mean, maybe even more than that. Yeah. But I, I mean, we got in nice and early and got to see a whole ton of people that, you know, I really love. We saw, you know, Kathy and Binky and uh, – Ryan introduced me to Matt Campbell, which was really funny. Yeah, we ran into him before uh, the show. We were right across the aisle from Peter's mom uh, and yeah. uh, Peter's girlfriend, Becky, and her family. So, you know, yep. got to meet some cool people. Um, you know, we, we Neil and I were lucky enough to uh, get in on the VIP uh, last night. So we had the early entry and access to that VIP lounge where I ran into Jeff before the show. Um, you know, a man of the people, uh, as he is. Common man, love it. Yeah, yes. I ran into uh, ran to uh, Nate Neal's brother outside when we were uh, hitting up Will calling. So he told us where you guys were at down there. So didn't make it over there. Got to see it, like Neil said, saw a bunch of people. Just great seeing people coming in from all around. You know, I feel mm-hmm. um, I haven't been to the other Goosemases, but uh, first one here, and obviously living here in Colorado, uh, we've been fortunate enough to have some shows out this way uh, recently. So I uh, got to see a lot of people here. It's great. It's great seeing people, you know, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of smiles, a lot of hugs, like Neil was saying. And uh, you know, very fortunate. It's been great. Hell yeah. Well, let's talk about the music. Let's, let's talk about the actual show. Sure. You know, first, I mean, let's go with the first part of the first set opening sequence, Carol of the bells, turbulence, Atlas dogs, Haps, what are your thoughts on this opening? I uh, love the Christmas songs they were playing. Those that were in attendance know they're playing Christmas music before the shows yeah. at set break. So it was very Christmas feel. It was awesome. I was loving it. So open up with some Christmas music. Me and Junior had uh, Linus and Lucy to start it off. Uh, got a little ribbon from uh, Jive last night on um, Friday night because I put it as the eight seed and he was busting on me because uh, – you know, Goosemas is technically Saturday night, but we threw it on there anyways, hoping we maybe start off the run with it. But um, love the Carol of the Bells. It's a great song. I can't lie. I text you, Ryan. I was like, I'm having a brain fart, man. I don't know what the name of the song. I was, my brain was going Fifth of Beethoven, somewhere down. I was like, I know that's not a Christmas song, but I know it's a Christmas song. So, mm. uh, so I had a little brain fart. Loved it. It was a great, they ripped it really hard. Um, you know, great, great opening right there. And I'm a huge Turbulence guy. Huge term that just it's a rocking good song and I um I love the lyrics to it. Uh just played really well. Crisp, way better, no offense to night one, but the second slot right there versus everything must go from the first night. Um was uh just kept the momentum going from that Carol of the Bells. And then Atlas Dog, um, you know, short, sweet, crisp, get it out of the way and keep on moving. <laughs> yeah. I, I really I really liked this opening. I think I agree with you for sure. Last night's 
uh, first half of the first set was definitely stronger um, than Friday night's. Um, yeah, Ian says, miss the A-Dogs jam. Um, I do too, but I think it also, it, it's a great song without the jam. You know, it doesn't always need to. I was just talking to uh, Brian Brinkman earlier today, um, and he was, you know, he was talking about, like, or we were kind of talking about how Goose doesn't really have many songs in the, like, five to six minute range. You know, like, pretty much all of their songs have this jam that ends up going, you know, 10 minutes um, at least. So I think... A Dogs is a great song to fill that kind of five minute time frame, you know, energetic and it's an amazing song. So I would love to see the jam, but it, I don't think it always needs it. And Turbulence is always, you know, phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I was excited about this Turbulence when I heard the first few notes. I was like, all right, here we go. We're going to get the first Turbulence with Rick's new tone. And, <laughs> you know, Rick's new tone is, is somewhat fishy. And this song is a very, very fishy song. And I mean, it delivered, it was really good. I was really excited about it. Um, definitely raged for that one. Atlas dogs, you know, is always good to see, just like you said, Ryan, it doesn't have to be a huge jam. Although there have been some pretty great jams out of Atlas dogs. Um, we think at the first one was that Portland. No, the second um, one. That was the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one's really good. So, you know, it would be cool if we got that kind of a jam again. But like, like you said, we don't need to have it. Um, and then interesting thing about this particular pairing of songs is that this matches exactly how Portland, Maine started um, ah. with the, the Turbulence and the Atlas Dogs. Well, and... actually, all of, the, all of the songs in the first set, except for Carol of the Bells, were played in Portland. Uh, the yeah, they just like they, they match that set. That's, and, you know, that's... I think this particular pairing grabbed everybody. I, I mean, folks were stoked. The audience was uh, was absolutely fired up, and so I don't know. Maybe we can put to rest that argument that Greg started, which is turbulence not a good way to start a show. I don't know. I, I think oh, it absolutely. He's right. I, I think it absolutely is too. Yeah, yes. I love it right up front. <laughs> Somewhere right up front, yeah. first song, second, right in there, get it going. It's. It's very upbeat. It gets the crowd moving. I felt like needed that after night one, set one, where it was, you know, just that little spotty a little bit, trying to find it till we got to that drive. Um, mm -hmm. But I felt first set last night was was very clean, and the crowd was moving. It was great. It was a great scene, especially, yeah. again, coming back from Sweet Life, looking down at everyone. It's great to just groove with, see everyone from a higher up standpoint and just seeing it. And the back behind the soundboard was way more filled last night than it was night one um uh, they didn't let i think from what i've heard they oversold the uh the seats a little bit so second set of first and i talked to a, a guy when i was down there visiting some people they said that um they're letting people down to the floor second set for first night and it filled in pretty well beyond the soundboard and i guess last night whatever they did but it was it was full back there it was fun watching everyone grew from from up top and turbulence does that turbulence gets me going and uh, yeah. our suite was rocking hell yeah and then the main event, you know, I, I've talked to both of you about this flea already today. Um, but th this yep. time to flee, it's it's the main event of the night, possibly the best jam of the weekend. I don't know yet, but it was Ooh. really, really phenomenal. Like 20, 23 minutes, just it was so good. What, what did you guys think of this? What were your thoughts? Uh, man, this we, we were talking about it at the, at the show, and actually I have different thoughts now, having re-listened than I did have at the show. But the the first, I think I see like two distinct jam sections in this this flea. The first jam section is that kind of gorgeous, blissed out, you know, churning mm. piano thing that, that Peter does, which really is reminiscent of those really big fleas from 2021, which we always talk about because they're all so good. So that part was really awesome. And then there was like a full shift to this kind of funk jam that sounded like started a lot sounding like Camel Walk to me. Interesting. Uh, and then they kind of move away from that really quick and then just kind of drop into this little funk jam that is pretty spectacular, actually. So I'm a sucker for multi-part jams. This definitely had that multi-part jam component and uh yeah they're two very distinct jams and they both sounded really really good mm -hmm. yeah i'll uh I'll jump on exactly what you were saying um i'm not good at remembering certain parts of a song more of a common man dance 
and forget what's happening sometimes at a show. That's me. Uh, but I'm listening to the three. I'm on like run three. You can kind of see over my shoulder, that shoulder right there. There's, yeah. <laughs> I get the webcast going right now. And Ryan came in. Um, at the end of flea and it's been on like twice already today uh it's, that's it's reasonable beautiful. It's, it's beautiful you know and i got some stream of it last night my kid loves uh flea was his first song that he got into when we started listening to goose uh, a bunch of years ago so for got a little capture of that sent it to him and he was jazzed for that wasn't on his list but uh either way beautiful song i turned a couple people that were with and i said let's go 20 plus on this like i was really feeling it after the turbulence right there coming in i was like let's just take this for a ride let's dance this off for a little bit and, and go and that's kind of how i you know and it went and i was like this is great you know especially when rick changes over to a different note like okay we're gonna get that second jam coming in mm -hmm. um and uh yeah, beautiful beautiful flea best flea i've heard in a long time can't lie about that yeah i i think you know uh, Ryan Molnar said that in chat, but I think flea of the year, uh, for sure. You know, I, I mentioned in my jam base recap that went out, uh, earlier, uh, flea has had a much tamer 2022 than it did 2021. Like there were, there were a ton of big versions last year, especially last fall. Uh, you know, thinking about it, starting with the 4848 version and then, uh, Houston and then, um, uh, what was it? OKC, uh, and Chicago, like for the new year's run. So there were a ton of huge fleas late last year. And then this year, it's kind of been relegated to more of that first set um, placement. There, there obviously there are a few uh, standout versions uh, just off the top of my head. Knoxville and the Wilmington one um, come to mind, which the Wilmington one actually is is an underrated pick to be somewhere in the lower half of my bracket. But that's that's for a little while. It's another for podcast. That, that, that's, that's, that's for another, another podcast. podcast that's going to be like three yeah. hours long. I'll uh, um, we'll also you know, point out the intelligence of the crowd last night when Peter went to us right before the jam. And, uh, and he's done this a bunch in other shows for flea when he, you know, he's singing, we're, you know, uh, the elevator, blah, blah, blah. See you later. And then he always says, let's hear you out there. Yeah. And a lot of times at the shows, everyone hears that and they just go Rah! and scream, you know, yeah, people said alligator last yeah, night. Yeah. And they all yell out like 6,000 people yelled alligator. I was like, intelligence these people Hell yeah. have right here they knew what was happening so yeah and i knew that was gonna happen i was like i knew it was gonna go to us i was like let's see if everyone's just gonna scream bloody murder or just you know or yell alligator so tip cap to the sixth thousand there that uh knew it was coming yeah but and i do want to give peter so much credit during this jam because you know his piano work we talked about on the pod yesterday you know him it seemed like he was purposely trying to play more piano without you know, using synths and vintage vibe and organ all the time, which he still was, but this felt like another laser focused piano jam that he was absolutely killing it on. Um, there was a nice little clav section as well. Obviously we all know that I like clav, um, but he, he was going kind of back and forth between the clav and the piano for a little while. Really great. Um, yeah. This, this flea is amazing. I, I'm, I have a much more difficult task of, slotting things into my uh jam of the year playlist than i thought it was going to be after just two shows yeah um, i heard when we kind of were well. buzzing after that and all talking um up in, up in sweet life <laughs> you know humble brag there um <laughs> about uh that going right to the sweet 16 definitely uh yeah well hasty you know that's what we we're doing right in the middle of it felt good it's what we do at the show you know hasty real good it's just like that sweet 16 material let's do that so yeah yeah, absolutely. So then after that big flea, you know, we get our cool down, uh, our pretty much lone cool down of the night. Western Sun, always a great tune. Um, and then we get Tumble to close the set, you know, 20 minute banger. Um, you know, I my my thing about this Tumble is I wish Peter had stayed on guitar. Um, you know, it, we talked about a lot during Taboo's tour as well, how much he's been, you know, going back to being way more keys heavy in jams, even in songs like Tumble or Madhavan that normally have guitar on the jam. So the beginning of this tumble where he was on guitar, there was some really great, you know, dual rhythm work between with him and Rick, um, you know, both playing rhythm very differently um, as, as they do, of course, and they're different tones. And I think both of their tones are so incredible right now. You know, Peter's got that hot rod red uh, guitar, but it, it was a great beginning to the jam. And then he hopped on piano and it just, it was fantastic. I'm not sure if it makes my playlist, but it was really awesome. 
as tumble tends to be. Yeah, we can't talk about tumble on this podcast without talking about how much I love Peter's tone. Yeah. Now that he's switched to these short guitars. And last night, there was some amazing interplay where, I mean, it was so percussive that all, all three guitars sounded wonderful. Um, and, and there are points where it was actually hard to distinguish, you know, the bass from like the, the rhythm guitars. Cause it was yeah. just, it was so perfectly in sync and yeah, this is really, really killer. I only got to re-listen to about the first, like I'd say four or five minutes of the jam and boy, was it good. And I, I just love a tumble man. And it's, you know, you can put it anywhere in a show and it crushes. And this one was, was pretty damn good. Yeah, and I'll jump back to the the Western Sun. Great landing pad right there. Uh, it was Chris. They didn't go to the obviously the the long jam afterwards, but sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes a nice crisp Western Sun uh, is all you need just to land it and then continue on. And that tumble was, you know, I looked at the clock and I was like, they're definitely going to end it right here. Which you know, tumble seems to land in that first set ender spot quite a bit. Um, and so I knew they were going to go for a ride with that and. A lot of dance. And again, you know, I'm not the technical person as you do. I'll leave you guys with that. But from my, from what I was looking at, just dancing, groove and seeing the crowd, everyone was into it. It was a great first set ender. Um, just a lot of dance. And I said to someone after the end of the first set, I was like, I got goose stink right now and in a good way, meaning like I'm burning off last night's show, dancing really hard, you know, and just coming, it's all coming out right now. And they, between the flea and the tumble, it was just, it was a sweaty mess in there. It was awesome. It was great. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was great. It, yeah. Great way to close the set. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we haven't seen a written set list from last night, so we're not sure if they rigged the, um, if the, they rigged the set list again. Uh, I feel like last night there may have been some calls that they made, um, but it felt like there were definitely some things that were pulled because of the balls. Um, you know, which, which we'll get to, but, you know, we open up the second set with Thatch. Uh, I know we were all looking forward to seeing this um, at Goosemiss. You know, this was your guys' first Thatch. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough to be there for the debut in Glens Falls. But, man, I, I just – this I love this song. What did you guys think of your first Thatch live? Man, I'm a, I'm a Thatch fluffer. You know this. Uh, and I was stoked. Is. Yeah, I, I think we all saw this one coming too, right? It just felt like – appropriate to kind of play this in, in front of this crowd and it killed and you know i think that says a lot about the crowd that's out here in colorado you know thatch is very very new and folks knew that song yeah. it wasn't like folks were hearing that for the first time i mean folks were stoked about it there was a pretty loud cheer when they heard it and um yeah i mean that that says a lot about the audience it says a lot about the energy in that place and i think the band saw that and responded and that thatch was really 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 strong it's not the 20 minute thatch that we're waiting for, um, which we will eventually get, but it was pretty good. Yeah, Arena Thrash uh, Thatch is what I wanted. And it was loud in there in a good way. Uh, turned to, a, uh, to the lady and I was like, this is what I wanted to hear, just arena rock and roll. And that's what they were giving me in, in that version. And again, yeah, didn't get the 20. That's going to come at some point. I think they're just building the song as it comes, what fourth time played. And I turned to third. our buddy third. Okay. Yeah. I turned to our buddy, Brad, who was with us. And uh, he's like, how has that only been played three times? And they're just this crisp on it already. Yeah. And, and yeah, as you said, like the, everybody seemed to know it. Everyone was digging it. Like it's such a good song. Like they really knocked it out of the park on that one. Peter also uh, played it a little differently than the first two on Taboo's tour. He was using the vintage vibe during the verses instead of the piano which I love the sound of, um, you know, I, I think it sounded great. So I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where that song goes in the future, but it is phenomenal. 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 Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we get into next couple of songs, creatures, slow ready. I think the MVP of creatures was Getty. Um, you know, that we talked about this, I think yesterday too, but his biggest light rig ever uh, this weekend at first bank. And, just the way the lights were all moving around during creatures, just absolutely phenomenal stuff. Uh, and you know, he's so good. <laughs> there was a lot of cameras out uh, at the beginning of creatures with the lights were moving all around. And 
I was sitting there about to do the same, but about three or four people with me. I was like, I'll get their videos. You know, sometimes you, yeah. you're with someone like, ah, oh, they got their, they got it, you know, right there. And, uh, but um, you're right. And it was, again, going back to that arena rock. I was like, this is what I want to hear. All the creatures I've heard have been, in, uh, have been outdoors. Um, so to get one indoors in a bigger arena, hear that sound. Um, it was great. It was great. Bardini had it dialed in. I uh, thought the sound was really well. We're, you know, where we're at in the back sounded great. Um, I know first bank can get a little crapped on from people out here about sound. Um, but I thought it was dialed in pretty well. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that about people taking pictures. I probably took like 40 pictures last night and of those 40, like, 30 of them were in this creatures <laughs> because the lights were so good. Well, the, there's the confetti part later, right? That, uh, yeah, yes. it was killer. I was actually really excited to hear it, um, which I don't usually get like super pumped to, to hear creatures, but I really wanted to see creatures in that room with that crowd. And yeah, it was super fun. Danced really hard for that one. You know, it does what it does in a set. And it's, yeah, that was really, really fun. And I think, like you guys are saying, it, it gave Getty a chance to shine and kind of do his thing because it's got that kind of four on the floor section where like you can really time up the lights really nice with it. And I, I think it came out pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was excellent. And then, you know, so the next song, the slow ready jam is what makes me think that they weren't rigging the balls because it was weird that they, you know, that they only did the jam and not the song. Like I, I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, I, I didn't really hear the, um, I didn't really hear what Peter said when he pulled it, whether it, whether he said slow ready jam or just slow ready and they decided to just do the jam. Um, but I'm curious the thought process behind why they decided to just do that part. It was cool. Um, but you know, I'm wondering why. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, they, they easily could have just done that first part. You and I were talking about this earlier at breakfast, but like, you know, they could have also just ignored the ball and just played the whole song. They had no reason to to just do the jam. But I mean, it was cool. It it is the the best part of Slow Ready anyway. So mm. you know, it wasn't really missing the verses or anything like that. But you know, you got the big peaks. You got the arpeggiator section, and it's uh, it was good. I gotta say, there's probably a hashtag Team So on that ball that that he pulled out because uh, everyone knows that team. So like myself digs the slow ready jam. So I got to think that, you know, whoever mm. put on the ball is a team. So ready person and just said, let's go right to the jam. Cause we all dig that. And we're all on the same team for that one right there. So, you know, I'm going to go with a little conspiracy theory right there and say that team. So was involved in that, uh, picking that out. So shout out to all team. So's man. We love you. Sorry, uh, all y'all. You know, I, I always, I was having such a good time on this podcast with you. And I was like, why don't we have him on more often? And then I remembered that's why, because you're team so, yeah. and you're just, you're incredible. Uh, we had, uh, when, I, when I got, when I first got to Denver earlier this week, uh, you know, when I, when I first came over and we were talking about it, I just was spent a long time berating you for your incorrect opinion. You did. And that's okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's a good conspiracy theory, though. Yeah, um, I was the first thing I thought. I was like, "Oh yeah, going right to the jam. Everyone loves the jam. It doesn't matter which team you're on. Everyone loves the jam in in slow ready." So it was, but you know, back to the actual song. Like I, I love that jam, and it was really cool just for them to kind of just start that. And I like that they're okay taking a chance. You know, like when yeah. they're doing the inverted tumble. You know, I know that kind of been a Reblo thing, um, but I like that they're taking those chances. If it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And especially doing it at Goose Miss, where like, you know, like maybe you're kind of going and thinking they're going to stick to some type of game plan and, and they didn't, which was really cool. And it makes them vulnerable. And a young band like that, it's great to see them take that chance and see if it worked. And I think it hit. Yeah, for sure. And then after that, we get the third Factory Fiction in 10 shows, which is crazy to me. Um, you know, that's two consecutive three show gaps on the song um, where it had never been, you know, a single digit gap before. Um, really interesting. You know, I think Neil and I both thought when they started the jam, Rick kind of took it in a really atypical direction. And we thought, I think we thought he was just abandoning the jam and segueing somewhere. Um, but I, I re-listened to part of it this morning um, and I, I, I really liked where it went last night. Um, I thought it was a really, really cool jam. You know, I think they purposely tried to take it differently than they've gone with factory fiction in the past. 
Um, but it was it was really solid and always big finish. But yeah, I love this song. Um, really, really surprised to see it again so soon. But it's a good song. Yeah, that was my second Factory Fiction in three shows. Yeah, well, isn't that your like fifth <laughs> Factory really Fiction that you've seen? Fourth is my fourth Factory Fiction. Yeah. Um, but a uh, couple things about this Factory Fiction. When they pulled the ball for the Factory Fiction, it sounded to me like Rick was saying Scobule. Yeah, I and I was really excited, really, really excited. I think out of all the covers that you know I've yet to hear Goose play, that's kind of top three. And yeah, so I was stoked about that. And then then it was like Factory Fiction. He actually didn't say we were listening to it right before we recorded, and he was saying it was for somebody, um, and it sounded like. Their name sounded like Scomule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, actually, it's really funny. The the stage banter the last two nights has been really hard to hear. Yeah, um, you know, we didn't hear the 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 thing about uh, Moby, and you know, we kind of misheard what he was saying about that Scomule. But um, yeah, hold on one second. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it off to you. Yeah, I'll. Um, wait, what were we just talking about? Sorry, Factory Brian. Fiction. There, yeah, factory. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm never making it back onto this pod ever again. So, <laughs> getting all out now. Uh, fa- but, you know, it's funny. I wish Amanda was here. I know she ran out for a second, but um, and she was going to jump in. Um, and for this song, though, she has a really good take on, like, you know, it's really weird. And for her, you know, she's loves Goose, and I played at this house nonstop. And so she's been listening for, like, three years and things like that. So she, you know, she loves them. She's there, boogieing, goes all the shows. And she has a take on it. Like, it's really weird how, like, we're trying not to word, but how the beginning section of factory is so different than the rest of the song where it kind of starts dark. And yeah, first time you ever hear you're like, Oh, this is kind of this like dark, dark jam. And then it kind of switches tones and all of a sudden it's a little fluffy dance, you know, groove that just goes. And so it's, she has a better take on it than I, we were talking about in the car right home last night about that. Um, so I'm not going to try to remember what the heck she said. Cause I, I, I think we just need to prolong this pod until she gets home. hundred so percent. No doubt. You'll hear the dog start moving around. I know she's walking to the door. So, uh, but um, again, Neil, like Neil was saying uh, through two, two factories in the last three is a, quite amazing three in the last what did we say 10 10 yeah three yeah, in the last that's, 10 shows. um i guess it's not the thing is though people have been chasing that song forever you know it was that chasing song once a year type of song they were playing maybe twice if you're lucky um and it's a song that people have chased and now we were trying to talk in the car like what's the next song then what are people chasing if this is going to be played a little bit more what's the one that's going to replace the one that everyone's kind of chasing you know because yeah, we always seemed like the one that people wanted and wanted to chase and couldn't get it and now they're playing a little bit more and i'm happy with it i like the song i don't like songs that sit on the back burner for four years man give me give me the goods i don't need atlas dog every other show i love that song but give me give me a little factory yeah could could be could could be Elmeg. you know that that one's getting played uh you know two three times a year at this point so yeah. less than factory fiction i think that's the original that's in the least rotation outside of something like maybe the like the labyrinth or um like dragonfly stuff like that yeah. um i think you know labyrinth is on like a 40 something show gap right now uh last played in dylan maybe it's not 40 um i digress moving on with the second set uh we got we got a nice a nice tight animal uh the way i like it um, and then, you know, nice, like elephant and animal sounds from, uh, Peter. Yes. I do want to mention that these Turkish Hills comments, I did put a ball in the thing last night that said Turkish Hills on it. Um, I was hoping maybe they'd pull it, but they didn't, uh, that, that is, that is the bust out of all bust outs. but, um, yeah. So animal with animal sounds, which was kind of fun. And, you know, this, I just, I love this song. It's just such a good song. <laughs> Yeah, not much to say about this animal. I do want to go back and finish my thought on Factory Fiction. Yes, please do. I'm, I'm in the hallway at the hotel, and I like there was like a couple of people coming by before, so I had to <laughs> stop short. But um, the, this Factory Fiction was interesting because it did sound like they were taking this somewhere truly unique, which you were talking about, Ryan. And that has me a little bit excited because at this point, I'm getting bored with Factory Fictions yeah. a little bit. It's almost like, I don't know, it... The, the shine on the song is that you're hearing it and it's rare, just like what Haps was saying, right? And like now that that's gone, 
the song has to do something to make it exciting. And I, I think when we look back and you think about Bingo Factory Fiction, that is an incredible jam. Yeah. So they have proven that that can be an amazing jam vehicle. I think every version since really hasn't gotten anywhere near that. But last night's version gives me hope for this song that they're going to kind of make it a special jam vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that is the thing that Factory Fiction can do now. Because it's just not the, you know, the roar that you got at Westville when, you know, people were so thrilled to hear the song again. So just want to talk about that and then just briefly talk about Animal. Uh, I did think the the synth, like, animal sounds, like, hit really well. And Peter was just having the time of his life doing it. Yeah, I mean, he was, like, laughing that. and, uh, oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, exactly yeah, what he it, said. The, it was hilarious. I, I hope that sticks around. I think I think it's hilarious. Yep. Yeah, and then and then we get the long-awaited Colorado Dripfield uh, finally making an appearance after not being at Red Rocks. You know, it, it was necessary in the arena. Dripfield is an arena song. We we know this. We've been saying that since it was first played in the arena in February, um, and you know it hit like it always does. wasn't the longest version. Jam didn't get that deep, but it was still. Great, it's it's Dripfield. I'm, you know, I got no, I got no complaints. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I uh, yep. Oh, sorry, Neil. I'll jump in real quick, and I'll go back to the animal just to finish off what you, what you guys were saying. Was uh, it sounded great, number one, um, and it's become a little bit of a sing along. I can't lie that people were, you know, it's catchy, you know, at but it's a great jam song, but you know, it's also good to have a song where people can get the lyrics down and know the lyrics, especially new people. I had a lot of friends that were there for the first time and they were commenting on that song specifically. Like that's a fun song. It's a cool song. It's easy lyric type song that can get more people involved in the growing scene, which is, which is great. You know, it's nothing like, you know, deep thinking type of a song, but it's something that's fun People enjoy it. They know the lyrics and people were singing along all around with that. And uh, mm -hmm. I thought, you know, that, you know, kind of add that twist into, and of course the animal songs, we kind of, the animal sounds, we looked at each other and started laughing uh, when, when those, when they were making those songs. So want to jump in on that with the animal. And then, um, yeah, the drip, there was a lot of talk being at Red Rocks. Uh, people were, I wouldn't say people are disappointed in the Red Rock set list on how they went. Again, I love that bands kind of go exploratory, especially that. But I think we all expected the drip to happen at Red Rocks, and it didn't. Um, so, I mean, it was – if you were a bet man uh, coming with that drip field last night was uh, your probably – The eight-pointer. Yeah, definitely. Eight-pointers, definitely. I had it I had it up there. I think I had a six right there. I, but um, – we, me and uh, me and Habs Jr. both had uh, drip, so um, I'm sure a lot of people did as well. But it was great. It sounded amazing. Sounded great in there again. That arena rock, you know, just sounded great. Bardeen had it dialed in. Thought the sound was great for that um, for that venue, and it sounded great. It sounded amazing. It was a great, uh, great version. Really happy with it. I haven't heard it yet again today. I'm still it's somewhere on there playing right now, but we'll get to it. It was beautiful. I can't wait to hear it again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dripfield, I think, can go a couple ways, right? They can jam it. They have jammed it. I think every time they've jammed Dripfield, I've really liked it. Um, or it could be more like this, which is a killer set to closer, right? It's almost like we were talking about SOS yesterday, mm -hmm. where SOS just crushes. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's different than versions that you've heard before. And you know exactly what you're going to get when you hear it live. doesn't matter. It's still awesome. The performance mm -hmm. is just so good. And then this drip field last night, perfect performance, I think, you know, if you're just kind of thinking about the standard play of the song. And then, of course, the confetti and everything that came out during it. That was during drip, right? That was during drip. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that kind of took my attention away from the music for a minute. Oh, it's Amanda. Hey. Hi, Amanda. How are we all? Fantastic. So we, yeah. we, we were told, um, by your husband that there are some opinions of yours that we need to hear uh re factory fiction i would love to hear them sure yeah cool um so i know people get super stoked when they hear that and a lot of people have been chasing it for a long time at least up until recently my thought is that i love the song but the intro that for me has never fit the rest of the song and i almost feel like you have two very different things happening which is not bad 
but I'd love to see the intro kind of take off on its own and become its own thing at some point. Yeah, that that would be cool if they if they stretched out and kind of explored that motif. I I like the contrast between the intro and the rest of the song. I think it's cool. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you. I, I would love to see them take that somewhere. Yeah, and Katie, that uh, she's staying with Katie. I'm gonna dox her real quick. Katie ATL on Twitter. She's with us. Uh, she's out right now, but uh, she loves the dark goose, you know. And she was telling us how her and uh, a friend back uh, in Atlanta. Um, not really 100 sure there but her friend they talk about goose when they're getting into it and like the one thing that they wanted was do uh, goose to get a little darker you know with some of the songs and like i agree like that factory is that dark sound like it would be cool to get that sound a little bit longer stretch it out a little bit you know and, and kind of go with that but there was many times last night where we looked at each other like oh they're getting darker here uh having uh spuds on drums just really just getting a tribe i turned to you a couple times like here comes oh, tribal yeah. drums right here and he's just kind of hitting going all around and uh i love that i love when it, they get that tribal drum sound that that uh that ben does it sounds great yeah and it's almost like that little section in turn clouds too and i, I don't know if you would call it um a break or whatnot but there are these kind of moments where you kind of see that there could be the nexus of a, of a brand new song or something. And that's how talented I think they are. Is there's the section they have within all of their compositions is so interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and yeah, Drip was a great way to close out the second set. Um, and then the encore was cool. You know, very, very, very quick encore. Um, hot tea, Linus and Lucy hot tea. You know, at, that, at this point, I was getting worried that this was going to be the first Goosemas ever with no Linus and Lucy. Um, but, you know... We got it uh, in that hot tea, which, you know, not much of a hot tea, really. Like, you know, didn't really jam any part of it at all. You know, skipped the Peter solo. So I wonder if, you know, I, I, I wasn't looking at what time it was, but I'm wondering if they were coming up against curfew um, mm -hmm. for that. But I think they, they played later on Friday, so I'm not sure. But it, it was cool. You know, happy to see Linus and Lucy uh, getting its, its, its uh, traditional play. Um, and you know, I, I'm currently having a very good track record with wearing the, like the, the shirts that I've designed and they, they usually play the song for the shirt that I'm wearing because I was wearing my hot tea one last night. So Nate, we'll see, we'll see if we get this tonight. There we go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll see. I support that. Um, but yeah, what, what did you guys think of the encore? I mean, I don't have much to say about the encore. I, I mean, I think it was nice. It was like a nice little parting gift from the show. Uh -huh. um, didn't rage the way that I expected hot tea to rage, but you know, it was cool. You slide in the, the Linus and Lucy. I think if this was a thing that Goose normally did, I would have been really not stoked on it. Yeah. Um, but you know, the Christmas songs just kind of slid in there and Goosemas are kind of neat. And it's nice that that only happens once a year. Um, so I'll say that. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, it, it just didn't have much. There wasn't much energy to it. And I feel like that Linus and Lucy interlude that they did in the middle of that that hot tea kind of let the air out of the tires a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think folks were tired too, and folks were ready to go home. That was two nights of pretty hard raging. Yeah, um, I know I was ready to get out and just oh, yeah. get yeah. out. Yeah. We were, we were hitting those, uh, those sweet chairs pretty hard up there can't the floor. floor look real comfortable but you know sweet life we had some comfy seats we had to sit down every once in a while us, us old people right there but um i'm gonna speak for yourself oh sorry my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um no we were raging up there for and the same thing for t and now me and junior had uh had linus at the eight spot so uh we were texting with our friend i was here with uh with Hafs Jr. and she was reading the set list I was coming in and he was waiting for that Linus to hit and it wasn't <laughs> and so we were kind of chatting with him back home he's like when are they playing that you know and he was asleep when we got home but I uh, told him in the morning that it hit in the encore slot so you should have you should have gone into his room and you got home wake him up be like they played it in the encore you know what? I have gone in there and woken him up for songs before I can't lie a bad dad he's got eight points in there like wake up yeah definitely usually we come home like dude they played this you know so I thought about it I was like it was like 1 15 when we got back I was like yeah. Uh, you know, I'll let them know in the morning, but um, I like the hot tea sandwich. I was hoping when they came back to the jam that it was going to be an extended, but Neil was right, man. We were gas. I think everyone was on fumes by night too. You know, we were, we'll see, 
We'll see what happens tonight. I, I know. Yeah. I was just thinking <laughs> as we say that, we're about to go and uh, get one more in us. So we were already – we were at set break. We were talking about uh, waking up yesterday morning with foam rollers and stretching and, you know, the geriatric wing of the goose community that stands in the back. You know, <laughs> we're out there stretching and, you know – doing a little bit of yoga to keep us going. So, uh, yeah, but overall so, great, great show, great show and a great ender. I thought it was a lot of fun. And yeah. so let's, let's talk, let's talk predictions for tonight. Um, you know, there's still, obviously there's so much on the table and yeah. Neil, you had a great point earlier. Uh, it was either you or Brian earlier, but we were talking about it. It was like, they can't just turn off the arena mode and go back to being a 600 person venue band. You know, they're, they're still going to be playing with that arena sound in a room one-tenth the size of First Bank. Um, I think probably even less than that. It's one-tenth the capacity uh, of last night. Um, and so I'm so excited to hear and see how they go, you know, how they how they make that transition. You know, are we going to get born? Are they going to play born? You know, and th- there's so much on the table, like Modavon, All I Need, Redbird, like all these, all these songs. And yeah, Je- Jesse, great point about, you know, Rick's tone adjustment like that's we're going to hear that arena rock tone in the small venue so I'm excited what, what are you guys expecting for tonight uh you hit the ones I was thinking I was thinking hunger side opener uh just have that feel that that's gonna come out right off the bat but uh big Madhavan big red bird second set come in um I think a 726 is probably out there somewhere just because it was on that set list uh here's junior right here you want to come say hey real quick Tell me you got your Linus and Lucy. Everyone, Apps Jr. right there. He's the one that kicks all your butt at fantasy. Yeah. Uh, right real. there. So for yeah. real. <laughs> There's a whole clan. There's a whole Haps clan, everyone. Yeah. There we go. We're very happy. Right, to can have we get a prediction? Family. Yeah. From Haps Jr. Haps Jr., what do you think tonight? Don't give everyone your eight-pointer, though. You know, be selective what you want to give them. Um, probably like a nice. 726. 726. There it is. He's going 726. The Habs Jr. prediction. So this is now the second full family that we've had on Always Almost There. So very very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely, when I saw the 726 on the list a couple nights ago, I was like, you know, we thought a couple times it might have been a landing song last night, but didn't go to it. Um, But Madhavan thinks that's coming up. I saw a lot of the – sweatshirts up there so oh yeah i was representing That's through right. the whole uh the arena everywhere i worked i saw one of those so it was good to see uh that so you know i think that's a good omen for uh, what we're gonna see a pretty big one um so yeah i'm pretty stoked going back to a 600 you know cap venue it's gonna be tight in there it's gonna be sweaty we're gonna have a damn good time looking forward fun. to it yeah, yeah. you know i I'm, I'm worried about you guys and uh brian after being in the suites having to you know, be packed in with us like that, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to get to do, you know, to do a show with you guys, uh, tonight. It's going to be great. Um, you know, hope to see lots of great people, uh, tonight. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of fingers in the air tonight outside that venue. Cause I know people Absolutely. are, I mean, there were some, I mean, I can't lie. Like the last two nights there were tickets. People couldn't make it. Things happened. There were some yeah. tickets, but I mean, it was packed. It was sold out, blah, blah, blah. But tonight everyone's text. I'm getting my phones blowing up. People are trying to get in, you know, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be one of those everyone's trying to get into tonight. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Neil, what do you think? Yeah, wait, so I, yeah. Predictions. Uh, well, I, I'm hanging my hat on a Matabon for tonight. Like, I mean, I want it so bad. <laughs> I mean, this is like not even like a, a fantasy goose discussion. Like I want to see Matabon in that room with the 600 people that really, really want to see this band. Right. Correct. Everybody that's yeah. in there, like nobody's casually picking up a ticket and walking into the show tonight. Somebody, if you got into the show, you worked hard to get into the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think Matavon would be amazing. I hope they kind of sprinkle in something kind of special, like this mm-hmm. old sea or something like that. Uh, I think that'd be pretty awesome. So yeah, there's the only two that are really sticking out in my mind now. Um, Scomule. They should play Scomule. Actually, I'm going to put that into the universe right now. Let's, I would be let's okay get a Scomule. Yeah. I would definitely be okay um, with that. So that would be spectacular. So yeah. that's what I'm thinking about for this one. But really just thinking about that one song in particular. I hope the Matabon goes down tonight and just yeah. absolutely rip. Yeah. Well, and, and unfortunately, you know, we're not going to be uh, doing our day after show the day after the show. Um, we're going to do it on Tuesday uh, because tomorrow at the time of this show, uh, all of us will be in transit back home um, and not able to join the podcast. So Tuesday at three o'clock P 
p.m. Eastern, one o'clock p.m. Uh, Mountain Time, there will be a pod, and we will talk about it tomorrow night. So we're going to call it the day after day after show. Um, but yes, jo- join us for that. Uh, we'll post on socials, uh, obviously, to remind everybody. Um, but Haps and Amanda, thank you guys so much for being on today. Always a pleasure talking to you guys. Thanks for having um, us. It was great. Great chatting with all you guys. Yeah. And uh, well, uh, Ryan, you're upstairs, so we'll see you in a minute. And Neil, we'll see you over in Boulder in a, in a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So stoked that we got you two on the show. Um, you. you know, known you guys for like a really long time. Haps, we met out in Montana. And, you know, Amanda is, is a real professional podcaster. Um, so we should yeah. plug her pod while she's on. Yes, she does all that. Amanda, pod. tell us about your pod. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so um, <laughs> appreciate that. Um, yeah, so all that jam pod is a weekly lighthearted look at the scene. Thirty minutes, kind of like your drive time commute jam band news show. We do a lot of audience participation stuff, and this week, uh, so I guess dropping tomorrow, we've got uh, half of Dopapod joining us. Ooh, really good chat. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, yeah. check, check out all that jam wherever you get your podcast. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't pod. I just listen to her, do her thing <laughs> and support what she does. And uh, just happy to, to spread a lot of love in the Goose community, man. You guys are all great. Yeah. And uh, having, a, having a really good time growing in this scene. Great people out there. You two, uh, especially in the whole... Uh, Always, almost there, almost always there. I know I was going to butcher that one. Uh, hey, we uh, do that frequently. We do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Kev out there. We love you, man. Uh, and uh, get well out there, bud. We'll see you at the next show, definitely. And uh, yes. And D was fun dancing with last night. And uh, he was up in the suite with us as well. So uh, shout out to, to D. Love dance with him. Every time I get a show with him, we dance like crazy. It's like good to think the cameras aren't on us because we're doing some funky dancing you know, <laughs> definitely so it was a lot of fun and uh that was good thanks for having us we appreciate it and uh if you ever need us you know who we're at man we'll jump on we got absolutely <laughs> absolutely so we'll see everybody uh on the pod on tuesday talk about tonight if you're going tonight if you're webcasting uh obviously you know share your thoughts with us on social media if you see us at the show tonight please say hi uh as we say we always love saying hi to people Um, because it's great and we love this community um so that's all for today's episode of day after show have a fantastic day we'll see you next time hello and welcome to novel conversations a podcast about the world's greatest stories i'm your host frank lavallo and for each episode of novel conversations i talk to two readers about one book and together we summarize the story for you We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi. This is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.